is Nacho Mamas Christian Podcast. Oh man, I, I hated doing that. Um, hey everybody, welcome to Nacho Mamas Christian Podcast, the Christian podcast doesn't take itself too seriously. I am your host, Eric Ballenstein, and I am not here with Shane. I am here with a better, maybe future co-host. We I hope kick, so. We can kick Shane out of this. Uh, Lance, everyone give it up for Lance. <laughs> I hope they're giving it up. Um, we also, in this podcast, call you Atheist Adam. Yes. Do you even like that name? I don't mind it. Okay. I don't like to be called Adam usually, but the alliteration, <laughs> I'm a big fan of alliteration. So, yeah. And I mean, would you consider yourself atheist or agnostic? Atheist. Okay. Yeah. So atheist means definitely no. Agnostic means there could be, right? Yeah. Is it, that the difference? Agnostic's sort of like you're uh, not making up your mind about it, you know? Yeah. But couldn't you're, it be... You're, you're on the fence. <laughs> but couldn't... Commit, you're right? an atheist unless unless you were unless you you had proof, right? Yeah. Then you would not be. So you're. Oh, did you bring me here to like prove it? <laughs> yeah, right. Do you That's have? They pull up. They But what? But if someone were to say bring you proof, you're mm. at least willing to hear proof if you get it. Yeah. So that means you're willing to to believe it I'm, if there was that. Proof. I'm ready so to would, believe. So wouldn't that make you agnostic then? Because you are ready to believe you just don't yet. But you're at least willing to, if someone ever proves it, you just don't think it can be proven. No, because it, it's all about belief. I feel like as an agnostic, you have to believe there is something, you just don't know what it is. I saw a video a long time ago of a Christian talking to atheists and said some kind of sphere like that. And they said, and they're like, yeah, if someone would prove it, he's like, oh, we're moving, you're now an agnostic. We're moving you closer to, to Jesus. It was like a big gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd went nuts. Oh it, my it, God. It didn't work here. Yeah, no, I, I can't believe that didn't work this time, or it worked that time. Yeah, it was a big gotcha. I, I really, it's it's surprising to me that when I come on your show, all we talk about is this. You I know, know. That, we're not even supposed to be talking about this. We this never time. ever. No, I mean, some, like, no, we sometimes, but we rarely, very, very rarely. The only time, only thing we talk about regarding it in real life is I will like explain something in my world that you just don't. You've never experienced. You're oh, like, this is fascinating to me. It's so interesting to me. <laughs> like church politics, you're like, this is a thing. Like, it's a world I've literally never had any access into. Which is why I think today's gonna be fun because we're gonna kind of tease you and get you a little more into that world that you know yeah. anything about. Um, but well, before we get to that, um, I guess we we should explain why she's not here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not. So, um, if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know about uh, Shane's son Russell. Um. And uh, we posted on Facebook, but we haven't actually talked about it publicly. But uh, he is doing really well. Like, he's already home from the hospital, which is even earlier than they expected. So, um, yeah, the surgery went went well, as well as it could have, and recovery is going as well as it could have. So, um, it's it's been awesome. And thank everybody for your comments and things like that. Um, but so, Lance and I planned to ha- do a podcast without Shane because mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, Shane's going to be gone for at least two weeks, if not three or four. Yeah. Um, so, let's do it without it. And Shane's actually home. He just didn't want to come i guess <laughs> <laughs> he, he might have more important things to attend to i don't know yeah so this is the first episode that shane has not been in at mm-hmm. all and we're in how many episodes have we done so far <laughs> i don't know why you're asking me i listen to the episodes that i'm in and yeah. that's it which is like this is like number six right five or no, six i think it's five five you did episode 100 you did three and four and you did another one yeah, yeah this is five this is five yeah so this is the first one that Shane is not in. I did an interview once without Shane, and Shane's in one episode without me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this That's one. my favorite episode, actually. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which one is it? What did he talk about? The uh, one thing that was talked about. He talked about God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Our Lord and Savior? <laughs> yeah. See, you're moving. Of all of us. <laughs> of everybody. You're, you're moving in the <laughs> direction. I knew I'd get you. Oh, um, so we're going to um, we're gonna do some self-assessment stuff, but, but while we're doing this, another thing I, I want to do that Lance doesn't think it's going to be a good idea for a podcast, <laughs> but I want to do it because I, I heard another podcast do it. And here's something just so you can know. Hmm. As, past, as pastors in the Christian world, one thing that pastors are really good at taking somebody else's idea and presenting it like their own. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing right now. Um, so we're going to play a game throughout this episode, like five or six times, a very quick game. Yeah. I'm going to count to three. We're going to have to say a number between one and a hundred. We're going to do it five times quickly. Mm-hmm. And our goal is to say the same number one time before this podcast is over. Okay? Okay. So we have, once you say a number, you cannot repeat that number. That okay. number is gone off the and table. We're going to do it five times in rapid succession. Rapidly. Six times. Potentially five, five times. I don't know. I'll just, I'll just tell you when we're gonna do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until the goal is to hit that number. Yeah. And 
but we'll we'll see if we actually get it. Okay. So we're. We'll do I'm going four. to repeat the same number. You can't. You for, won't, for sure. The, the five in the bank. You can't repeat those yeah. numbers. We're, do, we're doing like six cohorts of five numbers. Yes. yes. So those five, you can't repeat. You're, by the sixth yeah. cohort, you're not going to know the I'm first one. definitely going to mess that up. But <laughs> I'm not going to know if you did. But I now understand the rules of the game. Okay. So I don't know what this game would be called. Uh, we'll call it the number game. Yes. <laughs> All right. So you're ready. Is, is it true that no one's ever guessed the same number before ever? <laughs> I don't. I've never played this game with anybody. Okay. You're, the, you're, my, you're my first play this game with. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. So I'm gonna, it's going to go quick. Hmm. All right. Ready? One, two, three, 16. One. One, two, three, 84. One, two, three, 95. One, two, three, 15. One, two, three, 100. One. Nah. See, I repeated one. You did. <laughs> okay. We'll go back. We'll do it. I there's, think we'll get there's it. There's only so many numbers between one and 100. I know. It's only like 50 of them. Yeah. So we're going to get it. 52, <laughs> we're going to get it. Okay. So here's. So so can I can yes, I break in and ruin your flow? Yes, please. So I had an interesting thought and I wanted to talk to you about mm. it. And this is, I think, something we've talked about before. But what is your view of our relationship oh. in terms of my soul? <laughs> is it, So, I mean, as a, as a preacher, like you said, it's sort of your job to bring yeah. people closer to God. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So is it the sort of thing where you're like, I'm playing you know, a long game. atheist Adam, I like him for some reason, uh-huh. but we're going to bring him into the fold one day, or is it just like you've given up and you're like, he's a cool guy, but he's going to burn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, this could be a whole podcast. Well, okay, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> is this an uncomfortable couch? No, it's not. <laughs> My my long term goal is not for you to necessarily. I would actually like for you to believe what I believe uh-huh. because if I actually believe it, which okay. I do, yeah, then I would. I think everyone should believe it. Yeah. So of course I would like for you to believe it. But um, I try to live by the command Jesus gave, which is to love others, like love other people the way I have loved you. So whatever you do, on top of everything you love other people. Mm. So um, it's not loving for me to always try to convince you to believe what I believe, right? No. What's loving is just to, to love you for who you are mm. and believe what you believe. And it's like, I'm ready to have the conversation whenever you want to have it. Mm. But it's if, if if our relationship was just an agenda attached to it, then that's not actually love, right? Mm. That's just an agenda. Like, I, I'm hoping to one day. There's no agenda attached to I, it. I would say there is an agenda oh, attached to our relationship. And it's I basically mean, to watch as much Marvel and football <laughs> as we possibly can. Yeah, there is, <laughs> there is all, some things that our friendship is revolved around yes. solely. Yes. And I, I said that agenda thing after I already tried to make you agnostic at the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> like literally not that long ago. But yeah, no, I don't. And I don't. <laughs> the burning part, I don't look at you as <laughs> do you you're not going do, to. Do you believe in hell in that way? Is that something? Uh, man, hell is tough because. Okay, can you um, say that on your podcast? Or yeah, is that okay? Yeah. I still. There's very different views on afterlife. Yes. I don't know if you knew that. Like, even in the Christian world, yeah. there's belief that um, if you uh, don't accept jesus and you you're not going to live in the presence of god you'll live away from the presence of god which yeah. would be hell. purgatory you know, oh no no purgatory oh. it's, that's, that's catholic that's okay. like a middle like you're nowhere yeah um that you'll that you'll be in that wherever for eternity like that mm. it's the absence of god so we believe god is everything good uh-huh. so we believe that hell is the absence of everything good okay so does that mean fire and like dante's inferno no, yeah. no probably not i don't know what it means but it's just the absence of good um the, the traditional belief is that if you do not accept Jesus in this lifetime, that you're going to spend eternity there. There is also belief that um, if you do not accept Jesus in this lifetime, you will just like be gone. Like that instead of forever torture, hmm. you'll be gone. Yeah. There's also a very popular. So that's, that's like what I believe happens. After. Yeah. You're just gone. Yeah. It's you're just gone. Over. That is a belief that, that yeah. Christians have. And then a very uh, more trendy popular belief happening now is that, um, that God is always coming after you and God is not confined by our time. Yeah. So you can, you can accept Jesus even after this time. Mm. So yeah, there is still that eternal place, but mm. God is still coming after you even in eternity. Cause there isn't, he has, he's not confined by our time. Yeah. So be, with that, I mean, if he's all powerful, I don't see why. He yeah. wouldn't. So with that, then the, <laughs> then the idea is most people don't, if not any, if nobody goes to hell, because if you're going to see him in heaven, before you have to choose it, you're going to choose it. Yeah. So there's that belief too. That's that's like oh universalist. Um, Pe- older people must think that's such a millennial. Like <laughs> everybody gets a participation for real. TV. For real. Um, <laughs> they must hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I still hold on to the traditional view, and I don't like that that yeah. I have that traditional view. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. And I'm more 
open to the possibility of being wrong about it. But I don't. I honestly don't fixate on it too much yeah. be, because it would really depress me too okay. much. So here's a, here's a question, and if you have to answer it because the Bible says so, uh-huh. or the, because the Bible told me so, mm-hmm. um, I, for I, the Bible exactly. <laughs> okay, but I'd appreciate it if you didn't. <laughs> so uh-huh. if this is not what we're supposed to be doing, <laughs> I'm sorry, the way, I'm sorry. but we can do it. <laughs> so if God's all powerful and He created everything, including hell. Mm-hmm. Even if that's just the absence of God, so it's mm-hmm. just a place where He's not, so all the bad things happened, and like they yeah. were like the Bible says, which you told me not to say it, but <laughs> that He sent his, the demons and and right, uh, to, He yeah, set it up, yeah. He set the place up, not it wasn't right. designed for us, but so how come He doesn't have the power to then go into that place and say, look, man, you you believe mm-hmm. you should be with me? Well, there is in a, your view, there is a be- there is a belief that. Like I said, the universalist view. So people don't actually go there because at the end they, they see yeah. it. But, um, but in your view, I'm talking about. Because the, the idea is God offers us grace, mm-hmm. but the only way you can accept it is by choosing it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if there's no choice in the matter, then that's not actually you accepting it. There's, there's no love if there's no choice. If Lindsay had to marry you, mm-hmm. then that's not love. She has to have the choice to not marry you. And so yeah. God isn't necessarily, to me, sending people there besides just saying, I want you to come here. I'm going to do everything I can to get you here. Mm. All you have to do is accept my son that I sent for you. But And if you don't, then you're choosing to yeah. not be with me. But do it. So... So in that in that view, right? So like in or in that for in that example, <laughs> you know, I gave Lindsay all the the details. She knows everything about me. Uh-huh. She had my wife had the choice to marry me based on that. Mm-hmm. It seems like God's sort of saying in your view, I want you to choose me, but the easiest way to make you love him would just be for him to reveal himself and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, look, I'm here." And we believe that he did that with Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, isn't it time for a refresh? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. all powerful. He can't just like, yeah, like make a giraffe talk and say, "Hey, look, it's God." Yeah, guys. but what? But how do we know that stuff hasn't happened and we just fi- find a way around it? Like, I'm not saying a giraffe talk, but like, you know, what I'm saying because there's there's <laughs> cell phones and literally you can't do anything without being recorded. I mean, yeah, that that argument flew a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if somebody was walking on water, we'd see it, right? <laughs> Everybody, people, kids record. Everything. I mean, I've seen Chris Angel do some crazy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen <laughs> David Blaine. No, we believe that God did do that through Jesus, and that yeah. we do believe that eventually that the world's going to end yeah. or whatever. But not not necessarily. We did a whole episode recently okay. on like raptures, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a very popular belief now that God is always coming after you, even in yeah. after this life. And so, at the end, no matter what you've done here, yeah. God is still coming after you, and you can still choose Him. You still have to choose yeah. Him. But even after this life, you can still choose yeah. him. It just seems so Old Testament of him to be like, look, yeah, yeah. you got, you got it nowadays, 80, 90 years mm-hmm. to choose. And after that, you're done forever. Well, because it, it, it might not be that. Yeah. But um, we believe that the Old Testament was talking to a specific group of people for a specific time, which yeah. is why it has some like crazy stuff. It's just for that people. Yeah. The Old Testament God doesn't doesn't say God loves everybody. The Old yeah. Testament God says, I love these people, and that's it. Yeah. But it's the same God. So what he did is he sent, we believe he sent Jesus, and then through that, now we look at everything through the lens of Jesus, which is the Old Old Testament, the Old Covenant that, you, that they used to follow, that's done. It's mm. done. It wasn't wrong. It's just, we're done with it. Yeah. Now I'm bringing a new covenant, which means, which says, love everyone, even your enemies, the people that you don't yeah, want to love. He's a gentler God now. <laughs> it's Right? It's a, it's, we, what the way the best way I describe it is the Old Testament is showing God's holiness aspect and because he is still a just God and yeah. a holy God that because of sin something has to pay yeah but he's also a loving God by sending his son so we don't have to pay that's what we believe so it's both yeah. aspects you can be just yeah and show grace at the same time something yeah. has to take the penalty because a crime was done yeah but I don't want you to do it. And I love you so much, I'm going to send my sons, and you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. That's it's just really final for that guy. For the guy that's like, <laughs> love everybody. For him to be like, look, man, the, this is it forever. Yeah, and the more I've, I'm growing and learning in my faith, the more I'm I'm at least open and, like, back in high school, man, like, traditional view of hell was final. And I'm still in that view because of what I yeah. feel like the Bible says. But I'm at least open to learning and and seeing what the other view says and and open to the idea that I could be wrong on it. Yeah. Where back in high school, man, I was like, 
no, I know exactly everything I need to know, yeah. which is immaturity. The more mature you are, the more you're like, I know like very little. Yeah. And there's so much more about, if there is a God who is, who has created everything, uh-huh. I, I, he is so beyond my comprehension that I will always be trying to learn and discover more mm. about who I am in him and who he is. And to try to truly understand heaven and hell on this side of earth is, is impossible, but it doesn't mean we don't keep pursuing and trying. Interesting. So, long story short, um, I do not have our relationship is not does not there's not an agenda attached. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a time where you thought he's gonna convert? Because I've I've come to service. No, I know there's never there's there's yeah. always been times where I'm like I would love I yeah. hope and I and I've prayed for it before, yeah. but I've never you prayed for been, me. Yeah, of course. What? Why wouldn't I? I don't know. I thought there's more important things. Aren't there starving children and <laughs> and. You, how much time do you have that you get all the way down the list to atheist Adam? Yeah, I mean it's it's on the bottom. Yeah, I, I mean of course it's on the bottom. <laughs> no, but um, there's um, there's been times where I've like, oh, hopefully something will stir. But like, yeah. you're I'm not guy. I'm not easily stirred. I know that's exactly. the problem. Exactly. So all right, you want to get to it? Yeah, please, please. Oh, before we do that, let's play our game. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, fourteen. Two. One, two, three, six, fifteen. One, two, three, forty-five. Eighty-three. One, two, three, ninety-four. One, two, three, ninety-five. Fifty. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to where we're I'm repeating to numbers, too, like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I hard to do it quick. For some reason, I can't think of any numbers. So. Okay, so there's one thing that I started to tell you about a little bit yes. um, that in the Christian world that you have yes. not experienced as much. It's not just Christian world. This is popular everywhere, but especially the Christian world, yes. is the idea of self-assessments and learning mm-hmm. more about yourself. Um, in the Christian world, it's to learn more about who God made you to be. Okay, but so, so that was one of the major questions I've had, because I guess if... People don't know you personally, and I guess at this point, anybody that's listening does. Yeah. When you tell somebody about something, uh-huh. you don't tell them about it. You, the word I would use is badger. <laughs> you, you, you insist is a nicer way to put it. You, you, hey, you should do this. You should do it. You should do it. Yep. On and on. Yep. Ad infinitum. And it's, it's, it's obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It's, it's, <laughs> um, endearing is what I would say. You would divide it. Yeah. Um, you know why? It's the same thing with movies. If there's a movie I like, I want to, ex- I want people to experience it with me. And I uh-huh. want them to see it. And so if there's a movie I really like, I'm like, dude, watch it. Why haven't you watched that? Come on. You're going to like this. I know you're going <laughs> to like this. Just watch it. Okay. So I have to go back to something. <laughs> so what you're saying is movies that you like, you care more about than you do about Jesus. Cause you've never been like that with me and Jesus. <laughs> you've never said, dude, Jesus, you got to get with Jesus. He's <laughs> the best. <laughs> I mean, you love Jesus. Oh man. How, I feel like that's such a trap question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you, you've already said on tape here today or on you know digital media that you don't try to have an agenda. You don't try to badger me into uh, believing. Uh huh. But you're saying you will about movies because you really want me to experience things <laughs> that you enjoy. So I'm saying, do you enjoy Jesus or not? Because he's listening. Wait, you know what? Maybe you just, you just like tick me off so much at times. Like, you know what? You can go to hell. <laughs> you can <laughs> mean something to, to you. the traditional view of it. All right. So there's a lot of different self assessments that, that I have had to take in my Christian walk and as a pastor. Yeah. And I thought it'd be interesting if I made you take some of them. Yes. So here's some of the ones I did not have you take. Okay. And I don't, and tell me if you ever heard them. There's a strength finders. Have you ever heard of that? Never. What strength finder says, and I'll do it off the top of my head, there's 36 different strengths that all of us show at different times. Uh-huh. And, uh, but naturally, you're better at some of them than others. Are these like a, superpowers? No, it's like, uh, let me give you an example. Yeah. Uh, maximizer. Okay. Um, that's my number one strength, supposedly, according to this my assessment. Oh, 100%. I like to take something and make it the best possible version yes. as it can be. Um, competition is one of my top yeah. strengths. What's what's the worst one? Woo. It's called winning others over. Winning others over means you strangely really good at this. I'm not very good at this. I don't know if it's my worst, but it's low. Where you can go into a room and everyone in that room is just a potential best friend of yours. Like You can just interact no. with anybody. You are comfortable with every single person in the room. You not can, not what's your worst. What's the worst? What's oh, the one there that is no worst? But somebody gets to you, you're like, ugh. <laughs> there's got to be one. Uh, like good at math. No, <laughs> there's not. It's not something that. It's like harmony is um, strategic, analytical. There's there's 36 of them. Yeah, Liberal. I'm saying you make 36. All 36 can't be winners. So <laughs> they can't be. I mean, one of them had to be phoned in because you know, they, one of the assessments. I feel like there is a winner. And yeah. That you've taken, and we'll get to that. Okay. I feel like there's some that are losers, okay. <laughs> and I know people that aren't those. Okay. Maybe you might be one of them. Um, but what Strength Fighter says is that um, 
whatever your top five are, hmm. if you try to live in those top five, then you're not going to burn out as easily. You're going to be doing what you really want to do. And you can do your bottom ones. And at times you will. Like so At times I have to go in a room and be able to mingle with everybody. Mm-hmm. But it will exhaust me if I do it too much. Yeah. Where if I am in a spot where I am maximizing, I'm making the best posture, I love it. And it fuels me. That's what Strength Finder says. It's, okay. That's not even necessarily a Christian thing. It's actually a pretty interesting thing. Yeah. But it seems um, like Christians tend to love these things. Like <laughs> yeah, you, you are always talking about these. I have taken a bunch of them. And I can tell you, I run in a very <laughs> secular group and we never talk about... <laughs> About like like personality assessments because we all know our personalities are, you know, we don't want to deal with our own personalities and we definitely don't want to have to assess them. That's what therapists are for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another one called EQ. Have you heard of that? No. Okay. You know what IQ is, right? Yes. EQ is emotional intelligence. Okay. So you can be really smart. But it's called EQ? But it's called EQ. Okay. IQ is intelligence. EQ yeah. is emotional intelligence. You know the I in IQ is intelligence, right? EI. <laughs> Maybe I don't understand. That's, I mean, it's... I, that's a good point. And um, they, what the book that I read half of said is that you can grow pretty exponentially in your emotional intelligence. So you've known people that are like very smart but are socially like not there. Yeah, right? that's, that's me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, I, I firmly believe that that people emotionally mature over time. Yes, yeah, firmly. IQ is actually a pretty set thing. It's hard to increase your IQ. Okay, did you know that? Yeah. Um, um, I thought I thought people were less invested in the number of IQ because they said it's not that like definitive anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I just know it's like you can't like grow that very quick. Like, okay. But which, your EQ, which is a whole other philosophy thing, if yeah. if I believe God created everybody, and there is a correlation between IQ and like um, your life, like how good your life is or how bad your life is when mm. it comes to money and that kind of stuff, yeah. and and to think that there's some people that are born with a lower IQ because God made them that way, mm. which then results in a worse life, is yeah. kind of messes with me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that goes back, that goes back to the whole like, that's a psychology. Why do bad things thing. happen? Kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. But we're not going to get lost in that woods. So IQ is that EQ is you can grow yeah. in your EQ pretty um, if you work on it, you can grow in it. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, Frank, who does the, yeah. who is in the band that does the theme song in this podcast, voice for those of who are listening, <laughs> he's great voice. Yeah, um, the revived. You want to check terrible, him out? terrible football knowledge. <laughs> Some of the worst football knowledge. I hope he's listening. <laughs> I'll tell him to listen. He um, had to take EQ for our pastor stuff. Um, and they said he got the lowest score they've ever seen. That <laughs> he was really bad as EQ. So wow, okay, yeah. So he, he but didn't what do like you mean? That. Like had to? Like they wouldn't hire him until no. He... he was going. He was going towards his pastor's license, and when you do that, there's certain like we had to take straight finders because of it. EQ is one of them that they make us take. Wow. Um. Anyways, so there's a couple of them, but one that I made you take that is super popular that we've talked about this podcast is the Enneagram. Yes. Which so, I, I can't pronounce. I might call it Enneagram <laughs> or Enneagram. Enneagram. Okay. This is not a a traditional christian thing no. it's just christians really grabbed onto it recently yeah and now it's very trendy and i actually really liked enneagram um so you took it what did you think of the actual assessment like the questions they asked okay so it wasn't as bad as i thought so the first time you told me about this it was like just getting popular in your group and you guys were having these long text threads about who was what number <laughs> and you insisted you i mean you just i mean you just over and over again please take this take it take it and I tried to, and I got like... I did not say, please, take it. You didn't say, it, please, because you never say, I'll, please. But <laughs> you you were insistent that I take it. And I finally did, and I got about halfway through, and then all my answers just, like, blanked. Like, my computer at work just kind of, like, flipped out. And it's and, not a short one. It's, it takes a while. Yeah. Bit. And so, at that point, I didn't want to do it in the first place. So, I was like, I will never do this again. <laughs> and you were... Um, I think crushed. you were okay about crushed. it. Crushed. Crushed. Okay. Crushed. So I, I decided for this podcast to do it again. And it wasn't half as bad as I thought it was, yeah. honestly. I thought it was longer than the first I don't time. remember the que- – I took it so long ago. What were some of the questions? Like how the questions so were? So I feel like it was like eight or nine pages and there was like eight or nine questions per page. And it was sort of like, like, is this partly like you? Is this – you know, like you, is this not like you? I feel like that was kind of it. But you did have me take two personality tests. So I might be mixing <laughs> them up. And it was, you know, it was just kind of like scenarios, like, you know, I feel like if I'm in a room, everybody's my best friend, like you said yeah. before. Yeah. So it was a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of scenario questions. Yes. One to five or whatever. No, no, no. It wasn't. Oh, it was and yes I used to no. know the name for what that is. So it wasn't, it wasn't a one to five kind of thing. It was like, I think it was just three. Yeah. Or maybe two. But it, it was only a couple things. It was 
pretty quick. Yeah. I don't know why I was uh, being such a baby about well, it. Well, why you don't really like self like self assessment type stuff all that much, right? No, I feel like what? I've done a pretty good job of assessing who I am at this point. I'm 32. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I forget how old I am. It really makes <laughs> my wife angry. That's age. Um. But you know, I'm 32 and I've done a lot of self assessment internally, and I feel like I have a good sense of who I am as a person and and my flaws and all that. So I don't really need a an internet quiz to tell me. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't. That sometimes annoys about self assessments. I can only tell how I get the answer I want it to be mm. at times. When I'm taking, I'm like, you know what? If I start answering it this way, then I'll get the result. Like if I if I want to be a certain number, yeah, I almost feel like I could just make it where I can get that number, yeah. which is not like if you're able to do that, then it's yeah. not actual honest. But um, there, what the one thing I like about the enneagram is that if you you can read a bunch of I am statements and the ones that like hurt you the most because they're like, oh, that's that's me and if anyone knew that was me i'd be so embarrassed about it mm. then that's like, okay that's the one you are no matter what the assessment says so okay. you so you might you took an assessment you might have a number that you actually aren't like it does it this isn't like the final one but we're not really so you're supposed discover. to take it more than once no no i've only okay. taken it once and i got the right one shane took it and he got a different number than what he actually is because just by reading it he was like no i'm not that i know i'm not i know what, what i am but then what what's the point of the test if you take it you get a result you and you just go you know what that's not me because here's why when you take the test there is self bias that you automatically put into it it's it's not a truly honest one and there's some numbers that roughly translate like that you can very easily there like for example 2 and 7 a lot of times people will say they're a two and they're actually a seven and vice versa because they're just kind of similar in that way. Um, you can miss, uh, misassess, misdiagnose. I don't know what the word is. Um, but maybe maybe the it. misassessment is your own belief. Possibly. That's why you have to be honest with what your actual motivations are. But maybe... In maybe, the assessment or in reading the descriptions. Maybe you think... Like, look. Maybe you think you're a seven and you get a two... But guess what? You're a two, man. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter what Shane thinks he is. He's the other thing. <laughs> I will say for Shane, he took it. He's got, he got a two, and he read it. He's like, "No, I think I'm a seven. And I said, "Yeah, you're definitely a seven. <laughs> but, is he, but he is a seven. I know him. He's a seven. Anyways, speaking of it, you took it. I took it. What were your results? What'd you get? Okay, so I, I want to preface this by saying I did literally no research into this i took it i got a number and a number with a wing whatever that means <laughs> yeah. and i just recorded that so i don't know what it means besides the name it gave me yep okay so it said i'm a two which uh-huh. is apparently a helper the yes. helper uh-huh okay and and your wing is what a three 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 you said and that's all i know we're not gonna really get into wings so we don't have time to talk about all that stuff okay um but two, so you're a helper. Yes. So I'm going to read I want you, you to preach to me. I'm going to read to you what a two is. <laughs> okay. And you tell me if you think that this sounds like okay. you. Or you right, right now, before you read that, do you think that's an appropriate assessment? Do you think I need I to change it? it could be you. Okay. There's other numbers I thought it could be two. Okay. But uh, two makes sense okay. to me. And I know a lot. Can I, can I tell you that, uh, speaking of it being sort of a secular test, my wife knows about this a little bit. She's yeah. kind of delved into it. I don't know if she's even taken it, yeah. but I told her a number I was, and she goes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My wife is a two, and it makes 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's why you like us both so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, so. why, that's why I'm in love with both of you. <laughs> 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 All right, type two. Twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, <laughs> but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. Yeah. It all sounds right so far, mm. or kind of right. Yeah, I've been I've been being your friend just to please you for nine yeah. years now, and it's... <laughs> even though I have an agenda attached to it. Yeah, exactly. They are well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. They typically have problems with possessiveness and with acknowledging their own needs. At their best, they're unselfish and altruistic. They have unconditional love for others. Mm. What's do they have at their worst? Uh, let's see. Um, your basic fear is of being unwanted, unworthy of being loved. Okay. And your basic desire is to feel loved. So here's kind of how Erica has described it. And I see in Erica all the time. Um, helpers always want to help other people. Uh They, they naturally fall into like, all right, that person needs help. I'm going to go help them, whatever. And they also need help, but they're never willing to ask for it, Mm -hmm. but they need it. They need people to help them at times, but they won't ever ask for it. So the best, the analogy I heard was if you want a plane and the oxygen mask come down, so let's put it on you first and then on everybody else. A helper puts it on every single person in the plane and then they're the last ones to put it on. Mm. And hopefully they're still alive by the time they put it on. (laughs) So that's what the helper does. Okay. 
That's what do you think? Is sound about? Kind yeah, of? I think I think in some ways very much so. I, I I frequently get in trouble at home because a friend will ask for something. Yeah, and without even thinking about, it, I'll just say yes, and it puts us out. Yeah, but it's just if a friend asks, I'm going to show up. It's yeah. just how it is. Here's some other th- other things that uh, describes a, a helper. Um, uh, already saw and met a friend's need before the friend knew they had a need. Mm. Believe they are only loved by what they give, not who they are. Mm. Their hearts ache for the needs of intuitively recognize. Sorry, the hearts ache <laughs> for the needs they intuitively recognize in others. Oh man, reading. Genuinely interested in and remembers little details about the lives of those around them. Uh, worry that their relationships are based on transactions rather than genuine connection, and fear that they come across as manipulative. Mm. No. Well, that's, that's a tough one. Is that tough because it's not right or tough because it's... I don't, that would take some introspection. I didn't really think about <laughs> that. A, that. See? That, you yeah. might, uh, may not be aware of their needs and can feel stress when asked to articulate their needs. Mm. Convince or flatter themselves through false humility that their self-sacrifice is loving. Because okay. here's... You're, you help people not just because you are a helpful person. Mm. You need to help people. You need to feel... Well, loved and when you do that you feel loved mm-hmm. is what it's basically yeah. saying naturally know how to love others well and see opportunities to serve and help like doing the dishes at a friend's house or always serving as host mm. I have done a lot of dishes so <laughs> um, okay um, so I guess where I'd like to start is, is is that what you thought I would get I thought you could be an eight what's an eight a challenger what's that um, they're willing Again, I have to. No idea what <laughs> they're willing to debate. They're willing to um, argue their point. Very like like if you get an argument, they're 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 going to argue to the end of it. Mm. Tony, our friend Tony Chadwick's an eight. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Mother Teresa was also an eight. Surprisingly, because eights a lot of times will stick up for bull, like they hate bullies mm. more than anything. They'll stick up for the people that are innocent. So they do a lot of nonprofit stuff. Um, so I thought that could possibly be it, but I thought two was potentially it. Okay. I always think people are threes, which is me. Which is okay. So yeah, this will tell you how much you think this is how right you think this is. Okay. A three is an achiever. A three likes attention. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> they, they need people to see them. Hmm. And uh, a three, um, they what was the best way I heard it described. Um, oh, a three can manipulate themselves to whatever they need to to get the best out of each relationship they are in. Mm. But they value authenticity more than anything else, which almost seems like it battles each other, right? Yeah, a little bit. I want you to be authentic, and I can tell when you're not. But in order for <laughs> and everybody, okay. But in but what I can do is be whoever I feel like you need me to be for the relationship to make to make the relationship the most efficient possible, which, which is, is inauthentic. Inauthentic. <laughs> yeah. So then there's that battle between uh, threes. Threes okay. can get a lot done, but the the fear is that they're doing it so that everyone will praise them. So if yeah. they're not healthy, then that's the motivation they'll do. Okay. Every number has a bad like has when you're healthy, this is what you do, and when you're not healthy, this is what you do. Okay. And so we, just, like, we talked about that for me, yeah. Yeah. So your yeah, yours is like you like helping people, but you help people so that you will feel loved. Yeah. But when you're as healthy as possible, you are like the most humble person and helpful person you can yeah. possibly be. You're looking out for others. But when you're unhealthy, then you're doing it because you yeah. want to feel loved. It's more yourself. transactional. It's yes. more like, yeah, I'm doing this for you so that I can feel good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the base stuff. And there's a whole thing with childhood wounds, <laughs> which we, I don't know if we have time to get into. <laughs> Specifically about the twos? No, every everyone. Okay. Every child or every... Okay, to do this as quickly as possible. Every um, person that is that every type has uh, a point where they have a childhood wound that forms their type. Mm-hmm. So you weren't born a two; you were born um, something else. I think uh, you were born a four, which is what Frank is. Fours are you don't want to be forced. That's the number you think. Fours, <laughs> yeah. no, fours, fours are very um, inward and like very. Anyways, Frank yeah. can tell you all about what a four is. Okay, um, he says that. His type is the worst type to be. That's what he'll do. What's it called? Uh, it's called the uh, shoot. Uh, the four is the individualist. Okay. Very creative. Like to be inside their own. They need to. Okay. They're gonna go write about their feelings all the time. Okay. Um, so most likely that's how you were born, and mm-hmm. then something happened as a child, and it could be a bad thing. It could just be you perceived it as something. Uh huh. That cr- that created the ego you are now, which is a two. Yeah. At some point, you learned. Oh, I need to help people, and that's how I feel loved. 
um, whether it was something your parents did and you just perceived it as a five year old the way a five year old perceives it. Okay, like, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily yeah. how it actually was, just how you perceived it. Mm. Um, I remember for me the first time. So you were born as a six, which is a six. Um, I can't remember the name, but they are always trying to. Th- they can they can come across like they worry a lot because they're always looking at all the possible outcomes, bad, good, and bad. Um, but they are always prepared. Is what six are. Um, but they could be very much all about the team. As a kid, I was very much like that, worried a lot, and I was always about the team. And I remember the first time I did some kind of acting thing, and my teacher like, per, like clapped, and the whole t- whole I remember the whole class laughing at the stuff I was doing, and him uh, teacher telling my parents like he acted in front of everybody. He's so shy, and he acted, and everyone loved it, and, uh, and like praising him. I was like, well, this feels good. I <laughs> like the way this feels, and that's how I feel like I turned into a three. Okay. Do you buy any of that that I just said? That, not, not personally, like, that that's what how it works. I, I mean, I believe that your experiences <laughs> as a child shape as you are as an adult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a, that's basically what it's saying. I don't know if there's a single moment in my childhood that led to exactly who I am as an adult. That's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's what that does. You know? Okay, that's that's a whole lot of... And we're we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, we're not of even diving in deep. Yeah, we could dive a lot deeper in your wings and, and so so tell there's me, subtypes of twos. Like there's three different types of twos you can yeah. be. So tell me how this affects your life in the church. If so, Frank takes it, he gets a four, right? Uh-huh. Is it like they're like, hey, we can't hire that guy now. He is a no, four. It's not like that. Keep him away from the children. <laughs> like he like put him yeah, in a shed out back. You don't want to be a, a ten. <laughs> what tens are hanging out with kids? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's only nine. Yeah. Um, uh, no, for me as a leader, and this might be a very thirty answer, okay. but when I know what somebody is, I know I can now start to learn, okay, this is how they are, this is how they function, this is how they need to feel, this is what they do to feel loved. Uh-huh. And so Erica, I know, is a helper, for example. She wants to, she always is, wants to help people, but she needs help, but she won't ever ask for help. Mm-hmm. So now I go, okay, I know she needs help, but she won't ask for it, I'm just going to help her now. Mm-hmm. She, I know it's what she desperately needs, but she'll never ask for it. So, as a pastor, me knowing that about people, and also knowing about myself, I know that if I'm not careful, I will make, especially as a pastor and a lead pastor, I will make it all about me if I'm not mm-hmm. careful. I'll make it all about me getting all the attention. So, I have to do things to make sure that my motivation is not about glorifying Eric and okay. it's not the church of Eric. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I find the more I learn about myself, it's... then the easier it is to do some of that stuff. Okay. Does that make sense? That's interesting, Yeah. <laughs> Well, again, you said, you know, once you know what somebody is. So is that once you know what somebody is based off of the assessment they take? Or is that once you know what somebody is based off of I can normal, the I can, self-assessment that you do of them yourself? Because yeah. you're, you're kind of the, the anagram. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you are the company now. No, Frank is. Frank is knows more than anyone I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can. It depends on the person. Like all my staff, I know what numbers they are. So yeah. I know um, we have another staff that um, actually the two other staff we have, Michelle, Frank's wife, and Lauren, um, are both sixes. So they will think of every possible... Like, Lauren will, will think of all the things that could go wrong in children's. Yeah. Like, well, if this door's not locked, someone just come in and take a kid. We got to make sure this, which is a good thing. We, that's, need, that's, we need to understand that stuff. That's what all people in charge of children should be <laughs> yeah. thinking. I, so, I don't know if you ever don't think that. <laughs> but then there's times where we have to be like, okay, we have to, like all these things might not happen. Yeah. So like there's just ways to work through that. Yeah. But anyways, that sounds like what my wife would be. You can't, Oh, you're also not supposed to self assess people. You just said you do all the time. <laughs> I know, but Are I don't tell them. I don't tell them because then if they take the assessment, they're gonna. Oh yeah, like, I won't tell. She's her. gonna, and she's never gonna listen to this. So <laughs> she's gonna try to take it and get sixes, yeah. like be a six answer. Yeah. I thought you were gonna be six of six six six. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> all right. Before we get to our no next agenda one, though. <laughs> before we get to our next one, let's play our game. Ready? Okay. One two three four seventy one. One two three forty eight. Four. One two three twenty four. One two three twenty six. Twi- uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'm trying to say twenty five. It didn't right, come one out. More. One two three ninety four. Fifty. Oh, I've said fifty at the end of every I one of these. Yeah, I know. I don't know. why I can't make myself stop doing it. I am we, not we good at this. Got, we got to get it. Okay, let's do one more really quick, and then we'll take a break. Can we? Can we tell everybody what happened before we started recording? Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's the other one I made you take? Oh God, a pest. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yep. Do you remember what every letter stands for? Yes. Okay. Um, I without did, looking. I didn't know before. I'm pulling it up. So I know what I am. Um, so apostle. Uh-huh. P has got to be for Paul. 
<laughs> e is for uh, you would think there'd be a J in here for Jesus somewhere it's a soft J they spell it with an S um, E is evangelist mm-hmm. S is student no. and T is kind of like student opposite of student teacher teacher okay so that's not too bad. I got yeah, all it's pretty of them. good. I got all Apostle, of them right. prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. Ah, oh, shepherds and prophets. Which ones? Which? So what? What did you get? Okay, okay so before you talk about what the assessment was, this is a very Christian assessment. Very Christian. <laughs> I had to ask your instructions on it because. So the way that works is there's a continuum from like zero, never, to ten all the time, yeah. and it asks you a question like, when you're praying, how often do you cry, or when you pray for somebody, how often do they cry? Which I how, do they know you're praying for them? I don't understand. And so I I asked you. So, I said never. Well, I asked. I said, well, do I do I answer this? Because if I never pray, yeah, then it has to be never. And there's yeah. a lot of questions when if you pray when you're at yeah. church when you do this. And so you said just answer any way you can. So I answered never for like all of those questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's my disclaimer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I got evangelist. Oh, you're a recruiter. Yeah, um, I, I have a general sense of what the word. Yeah, explain what of you evangelist. Think it means. Well, I know in, in Christianity, you know, evangelist is somebody that's very big in recruiting. It's very much about bringing people to the church. Those are the people you see on TV with the big mega churches, right? Uh, uh, For the large, like um, they might not be, but they have. They definitely have a lot of good evangelists there. Okay, but there is like, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read what it says. Okay, uh, it says evangelist. You're a storyteller in the kingdom. Capital K. <laughs> yep, it, of course it's capital K. That's that's not how that works. I didn't understand <laughs> that was a noun. Uh, you make the stories of Jesus's remarkable goodness and love famous. You are the carrier of good news and partner with Jesus in celebrating people's transformation. You stir c- curiosity and desire to know Jesus. Your life is a living invitation to all to join the family of God. <laughs> family also capitalized, by the way. Yeah. How did that? You put never for like anything when it for comes like to praying. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get evangelist? I have no idea. I don't. I don't make these tests. I just take them. <laughs> oh, it says right here, apostle. I see. Okay. I mean, what else would I have gotten? I thought maybe teacher, because like, because I could maybe see how you just teach people. Teach the word of God. Though, I know, right? but you don't. You don't obviously evangelize to people, and your life isn't a way to show people. Okay, the, so. The, so this is a test for ministers, right? Uh, anyone that's a follower of Jesus, any Christian. But it seems like each of these words is sort of a synonym for somebody that... that we, well, the, we also believe that everyone is called to yeah. be a minister in some fashion, right? I get that. To follow Jesus. But it seems like any one of these things would be somebody that has to spread the word of God. To a pro- So a prophet is one that like uh, knows what knows the word of god and like will can tell everybody um so an evangelist doesn't know what the word of god is no, they do, but evangelists in. they're more about like reaching out to other people and getting getting them involved and introduce them to jesus they're very good at that like i'm not a very good evangelist like there's some people that are gifted so, so <laughs> this is so confusing <laughs> so like literally like in my knowledge albeit brief of the english language <laughs> the words apostle prophet evangelist pastor except for teacher but in the the sense in the context of religion they're all people that tell other people <laughs> about religion the apostles are people that spread the word of god in the time of jesus right that's what the apostles were they were like jesus's right hand men um apostles are normally like thinking about the future they're trying to bridge they're trying uh, to before we create churches thing, in the new context cor- correct me if i'm wrong apostles were jesus's right hand men disciples yeah yeah and, yeah, and they spread his word yeah that was what they did <laughs> prophets like muhammad or anybody else or people yeah. that are going around and like hey here's the word of god uh-huh. here's what's going to happen here's a uh-huh. prophecy yeah but there there's books that are like jeremiah and isaiah and, Jer- and jeremiah I already said jeremiah um are prophets yeah like, they're prophets they spoke for god yeah okay so it's a little more direct there it's uh-huh. not okay i understand prophets are are, t- are particularly attuned to god and his truth and telling people about his truth okay but still spreading the word of god <laughs> evangelists <laughs> we already talked about those yep. people that are recruiting people to god a pastor, I know what well, you are, or shepherds, and oh. that's so because a pes a p e s. So another word is shepherd. I know it it's, oh, it goes okay. either one. Okay, but that would be someone that is very good at nurturing people and protecting people. They're very caregivers, like 
Um, there's times where, like, I have to do all of these at times. Yeah. But I'm naturally, according to the test I took, I'm naturally more of an apostle. But um, shepherd is like, if someone needs, if someone's in the hospital and you, and you go and just comfort them, that's more nurturing yeah. your flock or whatever. Okay. Think of it so it's kind of like you have to do all these things as a man. Really, all of us, everyone, everyone to follow Jesus kind of needs to do all these. But but the one point is, is you're going to be the strongest. Yes. Man. Okay. And then teachers is yeah. understand and explain things. Like I mean, I got to teach every week, and and the times I feel like I'm I'm talking about God's truth, obviously as a prophet. And apostles are always looking for the future and developing leaders, which is what I nat- I naturally like to do. And evangelists, are obviously, telling people about Jesus. I'm not. That's actually my lowest is doing that. And then shepherds is nurturing and protecting the flock. So yeah, I got to do them all. But yeah. but Paul in the Bible talks which is about what the P in Apes. <laughs> I, I was interested to see what your APES score would be. That is, this is very much a pastor thing. Yeah. Like, for sure. Like, every pastor that's, that has had to take a self-assessment had to take APES. I had to get something, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to get, they have to give you something. Oh, this is an about me section, too. Oh, gosh. How long is it? It's very, it's too long. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Okay, this. wait. There's a without, oh, there's a without me section, and it's, it's much, well, there's a, there's a whole lot. I didn't read this whole email. Oh, there's a whole, see, you got to learn about yourself. Oh, there's, there's a breakdown. You want to hear the breakdown? Yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. Uh, evangelist, twenty three percent. Okay. Teacher, twenty three percent. Oh, so you could. So it's a tie. I mean, it didn't say that way, but yeah. <laughs> You're both. I mean, it says it says evangelist the whole way down to this breakdown. Uh, pastor, twenty two percent. You're very nurturing. Okay. Your helper. Uh, oh, this is this is funny. Uh, prophet seventeen percent, <laughs> which means my worst is your best, which it's is apostle fourteen percent. That's why it works so well together. Yeah, you know us, us evangelists and apostles always oh, hanging just, out, spreading the word. Just whenever my my agenda actually comes through, we're gonna we're gonna kill it. Yeah. All right, let's do this. There's one more thing I want you to take, so we have to take a quick break. Okay. Um, before we take a break, let's play this game, and then we'll take one more assessment live. Are we gonna? Do, we just did the game. We're gonna do it again before the break. Ready? <laughs> Can we do it three times? Nope. Five. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Seven. Six. One, two, three. Fifteen. One, two, three. Twenty-one. One, two, three. Sixty-eight. One, two, three. Ninety-one. We're getting close. I didn't say all the same numbers you did though. Not. You didn't say fifty. And that means I win. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. One, two, three, seventeen. One, two, three, twenty-five. One, two, three, sixty-six. One, two, three, ninety-five. Oh, that one was close. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, so close. Up until ninety-five, I was just saying uh, one number higher than the last <laughs> one you said. Dang it! We, I think we only have, we might only have one more chance. Hopefully. <sighs> okay. Hopefully. All right. The last one we're gonna take. Lance, you're married, right? Uh, yeah. F- for now, your, we'll see how late <laughs> I get home tonight. <laughs> what's, your, what's your wife's name? My wife's name is Lindsay. I was at your wedding. Yes. I was a groomsman in your wedding. Yes. You're good friends with Lindsay. Um, that uh, The best thing you had at your wedding mm-hmm. was your ice cream truck. Yes. So one of the things I always tell um, friends of mine that were getting married or people I know that are getting married is that right after you get married, everyone is going to tell you you had the best wedding. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to just be so... Everyone told us. Yeah. And that's going to wear off. Eventually, people aren't going to say that anymore. But the one thing, two, three years in that still comes up every time somebody brings up my wedding is the ice cream truck. So I know for a fact that that was just like a bombshell. People awesome. loved it. It was raining outside. People lined up in yeah. the rain. And it was a long line. Yes. And, I waited um, that line. We didn't have to wait because we were getting married, so we got yeah, to stand up. Um, yeah, but yeah, so if, if you have the chance to have an ice cream truck come to your wedding, anybody that's getting married, I highly, highly recommend it. And it was a lot cheaper than cake. <laughs> Like tons, of yeah, and it was so much better. It was really good. And our cake, like our cake, our wedding sucked. Yeah, it was the worst cake. Well, we do, um, we do catering. Like we kind of like do like the serving part of catering. My wife and I, and the cakes frequently are not that good. Yeah, they look beautiful. Yeah, and that's where they put all their effort and all their money into looks, yeah. but they taste like just cardboard. Yeah, yeah. dry, whatever. Yeah. But you're married. How long have you been married now? 
It'll be three years in May. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully you got that right in case. Yeah. It'll be three years. We've been, <laughs> we've been together seven. We've always been married for three. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's a very, very, very popular assessment. Yes. Last one we're going to take that you've probably heard of. I'm very familiar through you. <laughs> it's called the love languages. Yes. So um, this is not, as we take this quiz, as we're going to take this live. You haven't taken this one yet. We're going to do this Never. Um, the Do you know what the idea of it is? That people have ways that they express their love, aka their love language. It's how they uh-huh. they speak to uh-huh. another person that they're in love with, that they feel love for, and that's my. And it's fault. also how you receive it. So the idea is, if Lindsay expresses and receives love differently than you do, you might be doing your love language, think you're showing love, but to her, she's not receiving it as love because that's not her love language. Okay. That's a that's a okay basic idea. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, but we're gonna do this one together, and we're gonna do this live. And if it gets yeah. too long, we're just gonna skip through it. So you ready? Yes. Every question is going to be one. It's, there's two options, and it's always it's more meaningful to me when, and I'll give you two options, and you pick the option. Okay. So it's more it meaningful like it's to take me. A long time. <laughs> we're gonna we might roll through it at one point. Yeah. It's more meaningful to me when I receive a loving note, text, email for no special reason from my loved one, or my partner and I hug. Uh, one. So you're not a hugger. I am a hugger, but it's more <laughs> meaningful to me. <laughs> All right. Um, I could spend alone time with my partner. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. <laughs> or my partner does something practical to help me out. Ooh, tough one. But one. One. Yeah. So you'd rather spend quality time... Than, than, than she washes okay. the dishes, yeah. But okay. washing the dishes is nice if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can help out every once in a while. My partner gives well, me... Well, we already established I'm a helper, so I don't know how to ask for That's help. true. Yeah. Lizzie, she's desperately crying out. <laughs> uh, my partner gives me a little gift as a token of love for each other. Or... I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with my partner. Ooh, two. See, One is nice, but two is better. What kind of gift would you like if, if she gave you a gift? Oh, anything. <laughs> and I mean, you know, like, okay, so I, for for Valentine's Day, we don't do big Valentine's Day plans. Yeah. We usually just get, our, get like a car and a little like token gift. And I came home from work because uh, I leave before she does. And I came home from work because she had a six pack sitting on the table waiting for me with a card. And it was a Lamar Jackson card. Oh, nice. It was marvelous. Am- it was, yes, exactly. It was amazing. <laughs> it was such a wonderful gift. And it was just this little token that just yeah. said, hey, I know you like this kind of beer. I know you like Lamar Jackson. There Done. you go. Man. Yeah. All right. Uh, my partner unexpectedly does something for me like filling my car or doing, <laughs> or doing not, the laundry. Not once in seven years has she filled up my car. Or doing the laundry. Okay. Or my partner and I touch. Two. Now, because one's never happened. <laughs> the laundry, or any, I pretty much do all the laundry. Okay, yeah. and fill the car up. I fill up her car. Lindsay, she he needs help. L- he Lindsay, won't ask. Lindsay has has in seven years pumped her gas once or twice. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know a couple that it's an older couple that the the wife has never done it. She doesn't even know how. Okay, we're not like that. I just. <laughs> She's yeah. like, hey, my car is low, and I take it out, and I fill it for her. Hey, it's very nice. You, you're, you're very helpful. Oh, I'm, I'm a helper. <laughs> my partner puts his or her arm around me when we are in public, or my partner surprised me with a gift. Ooh. I do like PDA, so I'm going to say one. Okay. You're a PDA guy? Not like making out, but I like holding you like, hands. You make out in front of everybody? I'm married, man. We don't make <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm around my partner even if we're not really doing anything. Mm. Or I hold hands with my partner. One. You're not a hand holder? We hold hands, but you know, it's, I mean, we, we pretty much do everything together. So gotcha. it's one. My partner gives me a gift or I hear, I love you from my partner. Ooh. Uh, I love you is nice too. All right. I sit close to my partner. I am complimented by my loved one for no apparent reason. Now, can you define what a compliment is? Cause... Yeah. Lance, you, you're, you look so handsome today okay that's the, that's the first great. one i've had so um <laughs> and the well, lo- lo- love is number one sit close like do, when you uh, physical watch... physical intimacy is so nice just when to you, be when, nice when you're somebody. watching tv do you guys cuddle when you watch tv or do you sit on like well, we have two couch? dogs so that those days are done um because they get in the way but yeah sitting that close is nice okay. yeah. not the compliment i get the chance to just it's not not the compliment it's just one I mean, it was that yeah. time 
It was not the compliment that time. You chose one, and you did not choose two, so it was not the second. I thought it was which is more whichever one you liked the most. Yeah. Yeah. So, But it doesn't it mean you one? don't like the other you one. You did that time. Oh, God. I get the chance <laughs> to just hang out with my partner. I have to maximize this quick. <laughs> I, get, I get the chance to hang out with my partner, or I unexpectedly get small gifts from my partner. It's a lot of gift stuff. What's up with that? Um, I guess that might be the, a love I, I guess that's it. Um, hanging out. See, that's the thing with this assessment. Like, I could very easily just make it the result I wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very clear. Be honest with yourself. That's I out. hear my partner tell me, I'm proud of you. Or my partner helps me with a task. Oh, the proud thing. You know what my wife told me? What? And this is one of the nicest compliments I've ever gotten. So to backtrack, I do get compliments. But <laughs> the other day we were talking about something. She was kind of like, oh, you know, you're, you're not A, you're B. And what she said, I think she said, you're not a serious person. And I was kind of like, what? And she goes, no, you're like, you're hilarious. And that's how I view you. And no one's ever said I was hilarious before. And we've been married for almost three yeah. years. So she doesn't, that's not a compliment just to flatter yeah, me at yeah. this point. Like that was just like, she honestly thinks I'm hilarious, which I should be worried about her. Yeah, she herself. also, or she just lied. Yeah, I mean, it's which, possible. Which I think is possible. It's possible. possible. Yeah. All right. I get to do things with my partner or I hear supportive words from my partner. Do things. Okay. Define things. <laughs> I don't know. Things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's true because one is one of the love languages is physical touch, but it doesn't mean sex. So none of them involve sex. It's like physical touch is more than sex okay. because every guy likes sex. So like it's past that. You know, women like sex too, right? <laughs> yeah, like, they're not like, teach that in the church. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to like it. Okay, submit. No, it's, yeah. that's not true. Anyways, all right. Uh, my partner does things for me instead of just talking about doing nice things. Okay. Or I feel connected to my partner through a hug. Hmm. Two. Two. Okay. I hear praise from my partner, or my partner gives me something that shows he slash she was really thinking about me. Oh, like a gift. We're back to the gift thing. Uh, <laughs> one. You've yet to each make a gift. I picked one once, yeah. Uh, you did? Remember we talked about it. I'm, I'm able to just be around my partner. I get a back rub or massage from my partner. Have you ever gotten a massage? Yeah, but like I've, I've asked for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, she never said, "Hey, do you want a back massage tonight?" Yeah. It's always been like, "Hey, could I get a back massage?" Tonight? Okay. We'll we'll talk sometime when we're not on hot mics here. <laughs> um. Oh, so that or so it just kind of like spur the moment back over massage or praise or just be around, be around a lot of be just, around. Um. Maybe that's a, maybe it will be a love language. <laughs> oh man, is it what I prefer or was it? What's more meaningful to you? What's more meaningful? What's more? Um. I'm going to go with number two. Number two. Yeah. All right. We're at like 50% of these questions. Oh, we're burning through it. I feel like it's going <laughs> yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, Is this going to be like the Marvel episode where we thought we were doing really interesting <laughs> stuff and no, everybody no, hated no. it? All right. So let's roll through these. My partner reacts positively to something I've accomplished. My partner does something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. One. I make Erica do things that she doesn't enjoy, like watch Marvel movies with me. That's that's you're that's how you are. <laughs> you make people do things they don't want to do, <laughs> like this quiz, like this quiz, like this podcast. <laughs> my partner and I kiss frequently. I sense my I sense my partner is showing interest in things I care about. Well, too. Kissing's nice, but going to Marvel movies is better. My partner works on special projects with me that I have to complete. My partner gives me an exciting gift. One. Never gift. I'm I picked it once. <laughs> I'm complimented by my partner on my appearance. My partner takes the time to listen to me and really understand my feelings. Two. My partner and I share non-sexual touch in public. My partner offers to run errands for me. Ooh, one. Ooh. But two is nice. Yeah. My two partner, is real nice. My partner does a bit more than uh, her normal share of the responsibilities we share around the house, work related, whatever. Yeah. Or I get a gift that I know my partner put through, put thought into choosing. One. Uh, shocker. Oh, God. <laughs> my partner. So, so the first time, so I know for a fact, I'm sorry, I have to put the brakes on here. I know for a fact that gifts was your love language at one point. At one point, it's not anymore. So for every one of these questions, you're like, just give me a gift. All right, I don't care if you touch me. I don't care if you do something meaningful for me. Just give me a gift <laughs> you know in what? all situations. Here's what I've learned. All five are my love language. <laughs> I don't know if that's... If that's oh, accurate. really? You think it's <laughs> I five, like all five It's five things that probably everybody <laughs> likes. <laughs> my partner doesn't check his or her phone while we're talking. 
my partner goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on me. Oh, too. I do like when Erica is not on her phone when like we're talking. Like I get, I get, I'll get frustrated because yeah. um, she's not as good at me as me at being on her phone and pretending to listen. Mm. Like I'm, all, I'm not listening as equal as she's not listening when we're on our phones. Yeah, but I'm better at pretending to listen mm. where she's terrible. Like she, it's very obvious she's not listening. Yeah. We don't. I do it just as much as she does. I'm just better pretending. If we're having a conversation that isn't like completely superficial, we pretty much don't have our phones. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I can look forward to a holiday because of a gift I anticipate receiving. Or your answer, I hear the words, <laughs> I appreciate you from my partner. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Don't you love that? <laughs> don't you love that? I do love that. Oh, I, my God. As a three, I need it. Yeah. I, I need people. I need positive affirmation. Yeah. My partner brings me a little gift after she has been traveling without me. Or Oh, no. I love that. <laughs> or my partner takes care of something I'm responsible to do because I feel too stressed to do it at the time. One. Oh, you're just saying that. No, one. You say it. One. My partner doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking. Or gift giving is an important part of our relationship. They're not even trying with those gifts anymore. I mean, I. why did they go so heavy on the gift thing? I feel like what's going to be... Gift giving is my love language, or this. Are there two love languages? One is gift giving, and the other one is everything like else. Every time it's a gift. It's always a gift, man. So which one? Are are people having relationships where it's just all gifts? Yeah, it's just all about giving. Holy crap, man! Um, my partner does interrupt me while I'm talking, or gift giving is one. important. Yeah. Uh, my partner helps me out when she knows I'm already tired, or I get to go somewhere while spending time with my partner. Two. We travel a lot. Yeah, I do, I do like that. All right, we're almost done. My partner and I are physically intimate. My partner gives me a little gift. <laughs> does this one include? Does this one include sex this I time? I think so. The sex one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my partner says something encouraging to me. I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby with my partner. Oh, too. Okay. How we love to do so together. My partner surprises me with a small token of appreciation. My partner and I touch a lot during the normal course of the day. One. Oh, it's a gift. There you go. My partner. Wait, has... I said no. Sorry, the other one. Oh, I gotta go back. Yeah, let's see, Anto. Okay. Uh, my partner helps me out, especially if I know they're already busy, or I hear my partner specifically tell me I appreciate you. Didn't we get that one already? We've done a lot of these. It's it's asking the same question. Uh, the second one. All right. I think we only have one more. Okay. My partner and I. It's embrace... gonna be something about gifts. <laughs> my partner and I embrace after we've been apart for a while. Okay. Or I hear my partner say how much I mean to her. The first one. You know what's funny? I thought there weren't many questions about like when you fight. No, none. That's interesting. There, this is the free quick one. So okay. I will say it. All right. So here are the five love languages that there are. Okay. Not in the order, just what they are. Can I guess? Yeah. You Yeah. Guess all five. Yeah. Okay. After you took the assessment, what do you think the five are? Uh, one, gift giving. Yeah. Gift is one. Yep. Two, physical touch. Yep. Three, gift giving. <laughs> Four, receiving and giving of items. <laughs> And five, uh, <laughs> giving of gifts. Going to the store. <laughs> buying, buying and buying gifts. <laughs> all right. So here's all the love languages. Uh, you said receiving gifts and physical touch. Words of affirmation yeah, is one. Makes sense. Um, quality of time is one. Okay. And acts of service. Okay. What do you think is your love language? And I'll tell you what the, the assessment said. I think it's the affirmation, right? Is that what you said? That you think that's your... That you I think, think that is that your love language? or the uh, acts of service. Um, quality time is your love language. Oh yeah, you got to say 10. that a lot. Yeah, you say, "Oh, we love doing things together." Yeah. Oh yeah, I love going out. Yeah. Ten physical. So quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, act service. You only got three. Really? And receiving gifts, you only said one. Mm. And so you lied because at one point we did it again. <laughs> we gave a gift. You said, "I already said one." You didn't. You I did. I said one. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> so receiving gifts is your last one. Obviously, quality time. <laughs> So according to this, mm-hmm. which is 100% accurate. Of course. <laughs> and it's indisputable. You love quality time the most. Yes. The best way that Lindsay can show you quality, show you that she loves you is by quality time. Yeah. And that's how and you I, tend I, to show her. I would say that that, I'd say the way I show her love is is physical intimacy. A lot of back rubs, a lot of head scratches, a lot of massages, that kind of thing. Yeah. She, she's like a cat. what she wants. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think that makes a lot of sense to me because, uh, like, so for instance, I can think of a lot of times where I compare. I, I think when you're in a relationship with somebody, you sometimes compare your relationship to other relationships. Uh-huh. At least I do. 
And uh, I think of a lot of times where it's like, I look at the way your group runs things. Uh-huh. I mean, your friends group, like you guys tend to do things where it's like guys and girls. Yeah. And all the guys do A and all the girls do B. Yeah, it's a middle school party. Kind of, yeah. I mean, and like sometimes it's even to the point where like all the guys get together, so all the wives get together and they do their own thing. Whereas in my group, even when it's like that, when it's all the boys, like it's all the boys and me and Lindsay because Lindsay, Lindsay's generally with me because she she's been friends with my friends for as long as I have a lot of times. So it's not like boys friends, girlfriends. It's like. Yeah, we do. We frequently do most things together. Well, it, it, but it will change if you have kids. Oh, of course. So like, of Erica course. used to do that, and then we had kids. So like, if I was going, she could. Somebody has to do the kids. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, here's what I find a little interesting, and then we'll close with our game. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that we have to get it, Lance. Is I'm gonna count from one to five, <laughs> and if you count the one to five with me, we're gonna hit it every time. Here's what I find is interesting. We already determined you're you're a helper, uh-huh. right? We already determined you're evangelist. <laughs> So, but you would think as a helper, access service would be higher, right? Because that's helping, right? Yeah. But it's not. It's your second lowest according to the assessment. Mm. So something's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I do a lot, but I don't necessarily need because most of the questions no, helpers need. But most helper is need to help somebody else. You're right. Most of the questions were like about they need it. That's why it's so low. There you go, oh, Lance. You should you you really are understanding this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey Lance. Yeah. Hey, this was fun. It was all right. Shane. First off, <laughs> Shane. I, who? I had fun. Shane. Who? Shane, yeah. There you go. Um. Um. You didn't. Can ask I ask you, you a question yeah. just to wrap things up? Do you uh, feel like you've moved me closer to God by this conversation? Um. I f- feel like that was my goal. <laughs> yeah. And do you feel like you achieved it? Because you are an achiever. I. I am an achiever. Yeah. Um. I just want the attention that I felt like I tried it. As long as you feel, yeah. you give me the attention. Like, well, hey, people trying. Yeah, people will listen to this podcast and give you attention. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I need it. I'm a three. <laughs> all right, let's close with our game. Okay. We gotta get it. We're and gonna oh, get before it before we do this. Yeah, before we started. Yeah, we were like, all right, test so run. Let's do a test run. Yeah, and we did it, and we both said 45 instantly. the first time instantly. Yeah, <laughs> instantly we're like, oh my gosh, Garrett. Thereby guaranteeing that we will we never will not get it. Get it. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. 46. One, two, three. 72. One, two, three. 41. One, two, three. 84. One, two, three. 45. Two. Oh, I thought you did it 45. <laughs> Thank you. You should have given me the symbol. <laughs> I know. I should have told you. Thanks, Lance. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.